You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. John chapter 1. Now, let's have a little quiz. Matthew is where we find the account of the shepherds or the wise men. Matthew. Matthew, we find the account of the wise men. That wasn't smart of me to give you a quiz on Christmas morning. The kids are wide awake. Have you noticed that? The children are wide awake and the parents have not slept in days. And the grandparents, some of you, you're, you're looking forward to Christmas lunch. Some of you are just looking forward to Christmas nap. That's the next thing on your schedule for today. And uh, I'm not going to, I wasn't planning to preach long this morning. Uh, I was in the hallway, I was talking to Brother Fats and Brother Dan, and uh, I said, you know, I'm going to keep it short this morning like I did last night. And Brother Dan said, you call that short? (laughs) And I said, oh, I'll show you short. I'll show you real short this morning. I said, I'll give you three hours short. And so if it's a longer message this morning, that's Brother Dan's fault. Brother Fats was very quick. He said, Pastor, oh no, last night was perfect. That was great. And... um, but uh, I know you've got places to go, and I know it'll be a busy day, but I'm looking forward to sharing with you uh, a message that the Lord has laid on my heart. The book of Matthew is where we find the account of the wise men. They came to Herod. They said, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we're come to worship him. And then the book of Mark is an interesting book. It doesn't record the Christmas story, but it starts with the ministry of John the Baptist. And uh, the baptism of Jesus, and that's the book of Mark. Well, then in the book of Luke, that's where we find the account of the shepherds in the field and the angels appearing to the shepherds. And then the shepherds come to the manger scene where they find Mary and Joseph and they find the babe lying in a manger. And that's the Christmas story there. However, in the book of John, we also find the Christmas story. But in John chapter 1, it goes far, far back, much further back in time than the Christmas story. Because in John chapter 1, verse number 1, it says, in the beginning. Where do you find that phrase in another portion of Scripture exactly like that? In the beginning, it's in Genesis. And in Genesis 1, we find the creation story In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, God did not begin in Genesis 1-1. You understand, God has always been. Uh, God is eternal. He never had a beginning. He'll never have an ending. By the way, you and I, we will live forever somewhere. You will live forever either in heaven or you will live forever in a place called hell. But you and I, we had a beginning. Uh, Jeremiah, before he was even born, when he was in his mother's womb, God had a plan for him. But we have a beginning. God doesn't have a beginning. God is eternal. He is everlasting. And it says in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. Now that's interesting because this is another name for Jesus Christ. The choir sang about uh, the names of Jesus, wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. And I thank God for those names. I thank God for the name Jesus, which means savior. 
I thank God for the name Christ, which means Messiah, the promised one. I thank the Lord uh, for the name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. But here we see in John chapter 1, we see another name for Jesus Christ. It is the name, the Word. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And in case you have any doubt, look at verse number 3. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. We're talking about Jesus. We're talking about the Word. He was there at creation. He was with God. He is God. And all things were made by Him, and without Him there wasn't anything made that was made. It goes on to say in verse number 4, In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, capital L. That's another name for Jesus. He is the light of the world. And that all men through him might believe. He, talking about John the Baptist, he was not that light but he was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Think about that. The Word, Jesus Christ, came into the world that he created, and the world knew him not. Is that not true today? In society? the very creator of the world, and the world doesn't even know the creator. They don't even recognize Jesus. Some might recognize him as a, a baby in a manger. Some may recognize him as, uh, as, as someone who, who came and, and did a lot of good things. But friend, I want to tell you, Jesus is more than the baby in the manger. Jesus is the creator of the universe. He's the savior of the world. He is God. Then it says in verse number 11, he came unto his own. We're not just talking about the whole world now, but now we're talking about his own people. Jesus came to the Jews, his own people, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. If you're here this morning, I want to tell you, uh, and you've never been saved, I want to tell you, Jesus came to you. He came to you, and if you will receive him, the Bible says you have the power, you have the authority to be called a child of God. You can have eternal life if you will believe on him. But as it says in verse number 11, there were some that he came to, and they received him not. You know, that's a, a nice way of saying they rejected him. And friend, you today have the choice to receive Jesus, to receive eternal life, to receive the gift of God, or you can reject it, but the choice is yours. I can't make the choice for you. You can't make the choice for someone next to you or behind you or in front of you. You have to make that choice for yourself. It gets to verse number 14, and here is where we find the Christmas story. Here is where we find that Jesus Christ was born in verse 14. And the word, that is Jesus, 
the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Lord, I pray You'd speak to us in these few moments that we're together. And I pray that we would be helped. I pray that we would be challenged. And I pray that we would be blessed on this Christmas day as we look at this passage of Scripture and see where the Word was made flesh. We thank you that Jesus came. We thank you that we have a Christmas story that we can talk about. We thank you, uh, Father, that you loved us so much that you gave your only begotten Son. And help us now in these few moments uh, to, to capture these truths in our hearts and minds. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The Word. The Word uh, can often refer to and often does refer to a spoken word. Uh, it can be a word of speech. It can be a, a word of communication, something that you say. There are times where my wife and I, we will be asking our children. Uh, we we don't, probably don't give them a lot of choices, but sometimes, you know, we'll give them a choice. Not what do you want to do, but we'll say, do you want to do this or do you want to do this? How many parents know what I'm talking about? Because if you leave it open-ended, there's no telling what they're going to say. You know, what do you want to do today? Oh, let's go to the moon. You know, no, no. Uh, do you want to go to the park or you want to go to, you know, get a milkshake? But, you know, keep the choices simple. But there's times where we'll ask a question and we're just waiting for the response. We're waiting for the word. <laughs> we're waiting for an answer. Have you ever been there before where you just were waiting on an answer from somebody? Maybe in your business, you're waiting on a customer to make up their mind. Just give me the go, you know, give me the green light. Just, are, are you going to do this or not? Because I need to know. And sometimes that answer doesn't always come right away. But here we see that there is a word that came, not just a word from God, but the word who is God. The word came. Now, the significance here is that at the end of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, there were 400 years where God was not speaking through his prophets to his people. Now, there were some cases like Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, where, where God would speak to an individual, but there's no recorded, uh, recorded scripture for, for all of us, uh, the Bible, from Malachi to the start of the New Testament. Simply put, there was no word from God. But when God spoke, he not only spoke, but he showed up. He came, he came himself. The word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. I love the passage in Jeremiah 37. The question was asked, is there any word from the Lord? And the prophet came back with an answer and said, there is. And friend, this morning, I want to tell you, there is a word from the Lord. There is something that God wants to say. And he wanted to say it and make it so clear that he didn't just send a messenger. He came himself. He showed up on the scene as the word of God. I see number one in this passage, the word at creation. Jesus Christ was there at creation. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. All things were made by Him. I'm glad to tell you that Jesus didn't just show up 
at Christmas. That wasn't the start of Jesus. That wasn't the beginning of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He always has been. He always will be. He is the eternal. He is the everlasting. He is the Word of God at creation. But secondly, I see the Word of God at Christmas. Or you could say at the cradle. And not just at the cradle, not just the birth of Christ, but it says in verse number 14, the Word was made flesh. You see, Jesus already existed before He was born in that manger. Jesus, the Son of God, He always has been, He always will be. But Jesus, the Word of God, showed up at Christmas. That baby in the manger, that was more than just an ordinary baby. That was more than just an ordinary child. That was the only begotten Son of God. God the Son who showed up. And not only was the Word there at the cradle, but that Word was there at the cross. There on Calvary hung the very Word of God. There on Calvary hung the Son of God who paid the price for your sin and for my sin and fulfilled the reason for His birth. Jesus Christ came not just to perform miracles. He came not just to teach, not just to preach, although He did all those things, but Jesus Christ came to be the sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. The Word was present at creation. The Word was present at Christmas from the cradle all the way to the cross. He was present at Calvary. But then I see, if you'll turn with me from John chapter 1, turn with me to Revelation 19. We see that the Word, the Word as in a name for Jesus Christ, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, God's Son, is referenced again in Revelation 19. I want you to notice with me in verse number 11. And by the way, these are events that have not happened yet. These are events that will happen. As sure as I'm standing here this morning, the events of Revelation 19, they will come to pass exactly like God said. All the prophecies of Christmas were fulfilled down to the most minute detail. And let me tell you, all the prophecies of the second coming of Christ will be performed down to the very detail. Revelation 19, 11, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. If you're wondering who this is talking about, this person coming back on the white horse is none other than Jesus Christ. And you know what they say? They say, there he is. We're going to call him faithful. You know why Jesus is called faithful? Because he is faithful. Because he's always been faithful. Because he was faithful yesterday. He's faithful today. He'll be faithful tomorrow. Jesus Christ is faithful. That's who he is. But not only is he called faithful, but he's called true. Now, isn't that good for someone who is the Word of God? Isn't that wonderful to know that He is true? Now, people are not always truthful. People don't always tell the truth. People don't always tell it like it is. But Jesus Christ, the Word of God, He is true. And then we get to verse number 12. It says, His eyes were as a flame of fire. Wow, that's different from the baby in the manger. He's coming back on a white horse and his eyes are as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. Wow, that's different from the cross. 
At the cross, he wore a crown of thorns, but now he's coming back and he is wearing many crowns, signifying the fact that he's not just king over one group of people. He is king over all the earth and he's wearing crowns on his head. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. That's different from the manger. That's different from the swaddling clothes. Here he has a, a vesture that is dipped in blood. And you say, well, what is that all about? Well, Jesus Christ shed his blood on Calvary. And Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin and mine with his own precious blood. And then it says in verse 13, and his name is called, would you read with me those next four words? Ready? The word of God. In Revelation 19 at the second coming. Here he is again, the word of God. Verse 14, and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, a white and clean, and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. That's interesting. When Jesus was being crucified, he answered not a word. But now in Revelation 19, the word of God out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron, and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. In verse 16, he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, He is King of kings and Lord of lords. We see the word of God at the second coming. This morning, I want to remind you that the Christmas story is so much more than just the baby in the manger. Because the word of God came and he was present and involved at creation. The word of God came to the cradle and the word of God lived throughout his life and went to the cross for you and for me. And then we see the word of God in Revelation 19. Not only is he present, he's more than a spectator. As a matter of fact, he's even more than just a participant in Revelation 19. When he comes back, he will be the King of kings and Lord of lords. Jesus Christ is not coming back uh, just to try to fix some things. He's coming back to take over, to rule and to reign. And when we celebrate Christmas, yes, we're celebrating Emmanuel. We're celebrating Jesus. We're celebrating a Messiah. But when we celebrate Christmas, we are celebrating John 1, 14, that the word, was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Our Father, I pray that you would remind us and encourage us with these thoughts today that we have in Jesus, we have the word of God. We have the word of God that was made flesh. I thank you, Father, that although you sent prophets throughout the centuries, and although you sent preachers, and although you today still use preachers, and you still use pastors, and you use evangelists, and you use teachers, I'm thankful for human instruments. But Father, I thank you that you made no mistake when you sent your Son to come as the Word of God, to, to speak and to communicate to this world that our only hope is through Jesus Christ. Our only hope is in the word that was made flesh. I pray if there's anyone here today that does not know the word, they've never trusted Jesus as their savior, I pray that they would get that settled today. May we be encouraged at the word at creation, the word at Christmas, but also the word 
Jesus Christ who is coming back. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, maybe the next day, but we know that Jesus Christ is coming. And I believe He's coming soon. Help us to live every day with the anticipation that Jesus could come back today. Father, I pray that you'd work in our hearts and speak to us in the invitation time. May it be a wonderful Christmas. May it be a wonderful uh, time today with family, with friends. And I pray that we would give Jesus Christ the honor and the glory that he deserves. We pray in his name and for his sake. Amen. Let's stand together, please. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I wonder if maybe you want to come today and just take a moment and thank God for the fact that he did not leave us wondering. He did not leave us guessing, but he sent his son. He sent the word and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ lived on this earth. He lived a perfect sinless life. He died on an old rugged cross. He was buried and then he rose again. He's coming back. Revelation 19 says it is the word of God. Jesus Christ who's coming back is King of kings and Lord of lords. With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, if you're here today and you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, I'd ask you to come right now, find a place. You say, well, somebody's in my way. Just tap them on the shoulder. They'll move for you. I'd ask you to come and see Brother Dan. He's here in the front. And wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if on Christmas Sunday you could be introduced to the greatest gift that was ever given, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Maybe God's spoken to your heart about somebody that you know that needs to hear about Jesus. Maybe today would be a good day to bring that up with family, to share with them how they can have eternal life and how they can receive the gift of God. Maybe you just need to get burdened for family or friends. Maybe as a church, we need to get a greater burden for our community and for this area to reach people with the gospel. You know, Christmas is a wonderful time when hearts are open and hearts are receptive. Christmas is also a time when many people are struggling. And many people are going through great sorrow, great depression. Maybe you could be the help to that person by sharing the good news of the gospel with them. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.